Hey, welcome everyone. I'm Don Newton, host of Open Air on KPOV 889 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Airing Wednesdays at 5 p.m., Open Air is a weekly one-hour entertainment talk show featuring conversations with authors, local youth, entertainers, sports figures, and more. She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Open Air with Don Newton. Welcome back, everyone. This is Open Air. I am your host, Don Newton, and you're listening to 889 KPOV, your high desert community radio, where we are streaming live online 24 hours a day at kpov.org. It's such a pleasure for me to turn my attention to my two guests here. Joining me this afternoon, we've got Sue Marceau. Uh, you are one of the co-founders and treasurer of the Ben Food Project. Correct. I appreciate you guys coming in. I think it's just such an important organization that you both are affiliated with and have started. Renee Staley. Make sure I'm presenting your last name correctly. That's correct, yes. Um, with the Giving Plate, your parents are the founders, and you've kind of, you've, you've stepped in. What would you say your role is? Your title? Uh, now I'm the executive director, oh, but okay. I've worn all the hats and had all the titles <laughs> <laughs> since we started, but today I hold the executive director title. Well, I appreciate you both coming in. It's such, like I said, these are um, important organizations and the work that you do in the community. So I want to start with you, you and your husband, Larry. Um, and first of all, Larry, who's home in a cast? Yes. We want to send him lots of get well wishes. Him. Otherwise, he would have been joining us in here this evening as well. Yes. Um, he's the president of the board of directors, and so you are the treasurer. Now, this you started the Ben Food Project in October of 2015. Correct. Um, tell us about that, how that need came to light for you and putting that together. We were to the point in our lives where we wanted to give back to our community, and so we, we knew that it had to be something to do with food. We were just... The more we learn about food insecurity and how prevalent it is, we just said we have to do something with food. So we had heard about the Ashland Food Project, and so we spent a year down there working with them and understanding how the program worked. And we, driving home one day from <laughs> Ashland, we said, you know what, let's do it. Let's give it a try and see what happens. Where it is today, Ben Food Project, is it, is it still in the original form as it was when you first started, the green bag? Yes. It's a very simple model, and that's why it works. Tell us about it. So we have two types of volunteers in our program. One's called the Neighborhood Coordinator, which is someone like myself, where I've built a neighborhood. I've walked around my neighborhood and asked people to fill a, a Ben Food Project green bag. It's kind of like your Safeway grocery store bag. We ask people to fill it once every two months. And at that two-month break, we come by and we pick up the filled green bags and we leave them an empty one for the next time. So the other volunteer is the donor, which, Don, you are one of our donors. And you, um, they fill a green bag with basically anything non-perishable. So um, when we first started our first collection, we conned nine of our friends to <laughs> come help us. And we all went and built our little neighborhoods to start. And our first collection was 2,952 pounds. 
I still remember that. That's amazing. And you started with 20 neighborhood coordinators, and now you have over 225. Actually, I'm sure it's growing. As of today, we have 234 neighborhood coordinators. We have 3,300 volunteers. Now, is that just here in uh, Deschutes County, or does it go beyond into the tri-counties? No, actually, it's Deschutes County. It's mostly Bend. Um, There is a Redmond food project as well. Um, One of the volunteers that used to be at the Giving Plate, she watched all this happen, and so she started a project out there about three years ago, I think. And it also says, just I'm sure these numbers have changed, that you average over 43,000 pounds per collection, and that's every two months. Every two months. That's amazing. It's a lot of food. We do. We like to give. I mean, that is something we humans like to give. And you collect food from organizations like schools, churches, and businesses. Um, It's all volunteer-powered. 100% volunteer, absolutely. And we love those organizations, but they are not usually on the every other month schedule. Those are usually like the schools will do two a year. Churches will do a couple of year, a couple a year. Talk to about the the need for, and it says here emergency food, but isn't, I would, of course, emergency food, but just day-to-day food. So that's probably what Renee can address better um, because everything we collect, we give to the giving plate. So we naively thought we could collect enough food to help everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not quite how it works anymore. The need has outstripped our ability to help. This is a good segue to you, Renee, um, of the giving plate. That was started in 2010. If I got that right. Yes. And that's when you, you're, you helped your parents start the giving plate. And, and the numbers there are pretty staggering as well. Since 2010, and I'm sure these numbers may have changed, you've helped over 85,790 families with a week's worth of food, equating to 6.4 million pounds of food. I think that number's probably a little higher. It's a little higher. We're just <laughs> tallying it up all the year-end data for 2022, but it's it's right in that ballpark. It's a lot. Well, and tell the story, the backstory, how this got started with your parents, where it is today. I mean, both the stories that both of you have, I mean, just the, the intent just to give and to provide, um, fill a need for the community, but they have sure taken off. Yeah, I think what Ben Food Project and the Giving Plate shares is we're grassroots, we're family founded, and we're still that way. And mm-hmm. so we are growing together. But the Giving Plate story is that after the 2008 recession, my mom lost her home. My husband and mm-hmm. I lost our home. And we were renting a house together. And we never thought we would be in a place where we would be the ones in need. And we were volunteering at a local homeless shelter, making meals, and seeing a lot of food wasted. And my mom had this little idea that she couldn't shake that maybe we could start a little mom and pop food pantry and help a few families in the community and our big audacious goal was 500 families <laughs> and but it it was a big feat because we really brought nothing to the table except our willingness to serve and be there we didn't come with a lot of money we really literally started with a few 
cans of tuna and bread on the shelf and we prayed and believed that maybe we could make an, a difference and we have watched that multiply and we became the fastest growing food pantry in Central Oregon. It was only a few months in that we helped our 500th family and we've grown to be the largest food pantry in Central Oregon and the only one that really specializes in childhood hunger, which I know is what caught Larry and Sue's heart when they were looking around and trying to find the nonprofit that they wanted to partner with. But yeah, we have grown to become something that I was we were talking earlier and I would we never would have imagined where we would be today and how vast the need was and what food insecurity really looked like in our community. So many people when they hear what I do, they instantly go to the homeless situation we have in our community and think that's our main clientele. And that's very much not the case with us at The Giving Plate. Over 90% of those we help are actually housed and you wouldn't look at them and think they need a food pantry. And that's something that I think the community really needs to understand is the work The Giving Plate's doing. We're putting groceries into people's hands. We're keeping them housed. We're helping them continue to pay for their rent or put gas in their car to get to work or pay for their utilities. So we're really on this side of prevention and preventing homelessness in our community. And that gets me really excited because that is a huge need. There's so many people in our community just riding the line. And it's really powerful to think that we can be on the prevention side and keeping people nourished and keeping people housed. Well, when when you and your parents started the Giving Plate, I mean, you guys were in a, in a struggling to put it lightly at that time as well and then to decide to give back when you're struggling yourself um who did you turn to or who helped you get this going or was this just something you did on your own well my mom did the initial paperwork to get our 501c3 status so we didn't go we initially went under a umbrella of Frontline Foundation while we were getting our nonprofit status and then came out to be on our own. So she researched and did all the paperwork for that. We really just learned with every step. and Baptism by fire. Exactly. <laughs> I still am learning with every step. I We just did our first capital campaign and it's like learning with every step and uh, at just staying learners and asking people and being willing to ask questions and not think we know it all or figure it out on our own, but go to people around us who know and ask them for some help. And so that's just been our journey the past 13 years is just learning and growing. And um, somehow we're keeping up with this need and it's the partnerships like we have with Ben Food Project. And what were some of the challenges that maybe both of you faced when you first started that you didn't anticipate and I mean I think out the gate it was probably not under not realizing how big the need was and how well you were going to be received and it was probably like maybe drinking out of a fire hose but was there other things that went on in case somebody everybody you know in our hearts we want to give we want to give back and be supportive if somebody's looking to start an organization a project um, along these lines, what would you say to them? Do you want that one, Sue? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start. I, I get asked this quite a bit by people who've seen the Giving Plate success and like, how do we do this? And my first encouragement to someone is nonprofit work 
is a labor of love and you have to be committed to your mission because in those early years, it's really hard work and you don't have name recognition. It took us seven years before the community really started coming alongside us. So that was not something we expected. We had these naive ideas that we would be this food pantry and all these smaller little closet pantries around town. They could they could close their doors and send people to us and, and funnel the little bit of money they used to keep their closet pantries going. And, and we could focus on this need for groceries. But it didn't play out the way we thought. And it was very stressful for seven years of operation and just month to month wondering if we could survive and pay the bills while the need for food just continued to grow and grow and grow. And so that was definitely, if we weren't passionate about what we were doing, it would have been really easy to throw in the towel because it was really hard in those early years. I mean, it's still hard, but hard in a different way. So we do definitely have great community support coming our way now. But those early days, I would say you have to be passionately committed through the hard and the good. Because it's when it's just a dream in your heart, it's all warm and fuzzy and feels exciting. And then feet on the ground, the reality hits and it's hard to get everyone behind you. And so... Those were some of the bumps for us when we were just getting started. What about you, Sue? Ours was a little easier because we didn't have to worry about overhead. <clears throat> um, all the costs that Renee had, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're a very low cost operation. The only thing we have to buy are green bags. And so um, the first call we made was to Newport Market and sat down with them and told them our story and they bought us our first 500 bags. So Amazing. yeah, and there's a couple of nonprofit or not nonprofits but grants and stuff available here in town that have just been enormously helpful. So the cost part was never an issue for us. Um, we self-funded for a year and then everybody then since then it's been fine. But I think for us the biggest challenge is getting the word out. If you th- we think 3,300 volunteers is a great deal. There's 100,000 people in Bend. So somewhere we need to get the word out and get more people involved at the donor level. And that's probably been our biggest challenge. Who benefits from... So the, the foods that's donated to Bend Food Project then goes to the Giving Plate. Correct. But you're two independent organizations. Absolutely. But just collaborating in this beautiful way. Who benefits from the food? Is it... Do people... Certain people need to qualify? Um, how does that work? If somebody's listening going, well, can I come? Or how does... What do they need to know? Yeah. So... Bend Food Project collects the food, and then we at the Giving Plate get to distribute it out to the community. So they're collecting, and we're passing it out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this pass-off that's happening. And anyone who is in need and listening to this and just struggling... We are here for them, and this is, we have so many families coming, and I know there's so much, sadly, so much shame that surrounds needing food, and we don't want to make it hard for people. Our mission isn't just about food, but it's about doing it with compassion and hospitality, and we're really working hard and have some things coming here soon where we'll be able to do this even better, but creating a space that is safe for our guests to come and feels um 
there's no shame or stigma. So as someone who would be low income, they're struggling to get their page, uh, their money to pay all the bills and stretch those dollars over the month. Food is often, sadly, even though it's the necessity to life, one of the first p- things people think they can cut out to save money. And so we want to be there to help people when they're in those gaps in life where they have those curveballs, those unexpected things, where we can help them with some food so they can redirect those dollars. So it's a simple application, and they self-disclose as being low to moderate income, and then we can get them groceries, and that is just one of our programs. Our Kids' Corner program is a program that focuses on kids who are food insecure and gives them food that supplements the groceries that's their own and empowering them with that ownership. And here soon we'll have a store again for them to come into and do their own shopping and have their own space. So I'm really excited about that. But that is another uh, supplement to the groceries available to families with kids. And our third program is Backpacks for Bend, which is in partnership with the Bend Lapine Schools and the Family Access Network. So it's really not a hard process. We don't ask for a ton of information, just some basic information so that we can create a relationship with that guest and and collect the demographic information that we need to pursue funding and just tell the story of what the need is in the community. And when is the giving plate open and available to individuals? Our hours right now are Thursdays and Fridays 10 to 4 and Saturdays 10 to 2 and we're located just north of Fred Myers and Bend and Scandia Plaza. It's tucked back in the corner between the animal emergency clinic <laughs> and a fitness center and a church. <laughs> how did the two of you collaborate? You started in 2010, 2015. How did, how did the collaboration happen? So we, we were going to go collect this food and we said, well, now we have to figure out where it's going to go. So we met with the three pantries that were here in town at the time. And when we met Gary and Debbie, uh, we said, we don't have to look any further. Their hearts are so huge and their mission. And we just said, this is, this is who we'll partner with. And it's been a wonderful partnership. We work together all the time. And some of the stories, I'm sure when you first started to where it is today, how maybe it's changed you individually, together, um, just looking at our community, things, what, what I guess surprised you the most or has changed you the most or um, that you'd like listeners to know? Well, we, <clears throat> we were told when we started this that the people that would get the most out of it would be Larry and myself. And we've recognized that that's true. Our hearts are so full. Every collection, when you look around and see 40,000 pounds of food and know that our group made this happen. And it's such an incredible team of people. We feel like we have thousands of new best friends. I mean, it's truly, it's, it's a wonderful experience. We invite people to come and watch the collection process. It's very wild. One of the things that we love to promote is family involvement. And so... We love it when a family becomes neighborhood coordinators. We had years ago some kids that actually built their own neighborhood and they picked up bags in their wagon. And it teaches the kids so much and the kids love it. And with the Kids Corner, now we have Kids Shop for Kids. That connection between those kids understanding those other kids that don't have it as well as they do. It's that's the really great part of it, I think. And kids are so giving, and, and yes. once they understand, um, 
you know what the project is about and who's benefiting from it it does it, it kind of that humility that comes across but in a very authentic and loving way it's not a and you you want to give and so instilling that in our kids i think is so important what about you renee changes i'm sure it's i mean <laughs> the organization is is pretty big yeah it's really big and <laughs> i i yeah, I never would have imagined I would be doing what I'm doing years ago, but I can't imagine doing anything else. Like I have truly found my passion and I love being a voice for people in the community who don't have a voice and people who are in that margin of almost losing their homes. They don't have a voice and they're so ashamed to speak out and share that they're struggling. There's a lot of voices around homelessness. There's not a lot of people speaking out for those families who are just struggling to stay housed. And I am committed to them. Like I just have such a passion and a fire in me. And I'm not that type of person in general. I'm pretty <laughs> like calm and stuff, but this is something I... I want to give my life to and I am giving my life to and and <laughs> Sue joked earlier like I just keep creating more work I mean we could be content at the giving plate with what we're doing and how we're doing it but I know there's better ways we can be doing it and that's what we're on the brink of unveiling we're gonna be opening a community store this year and it'll be a space that is like a small grocery type setting where our guests can come in and shop with dignity and have a really empowering experience versus saying they're going to get a food box they can just say they're going to go get their groceries at the community store and so we're on the brink of some really exciting shifts in how we serve our community and so 2023 is going to be a fun year but this this work has changed me in a lot of ways and it's uh, stretched me outside of what I've thought I was capable of. Well, it's it's amazing what both of you have done. And if somebody wants to become a coordinator, if they want to donate, would they just go to the website? Yes, go to benfoodproject.com and you can sign up to become either one. And then we have a training team and people that reach out and work with every new volunteer. And what about you, Renee? What if people want to get back, the community? Yeah, if you would like to volunteer with The Giving Plate, we have a lot of opportunities. <laughs> you can go to our website at thegivingplate.org forward slash volunteer. And there's there's more information there. Well, it's pretty amazing. I mean, the work that you've done and the collaboration and then just the need in the community, I'm sure, is probably much more than we actually probably really know. I mean, what you see and what you receive is one thing, but I'm sure there's those that don't because of the shame the yeah. and, and what's going on. We have realtors come through. We've had nurses, students. Like the stories are so diverse. I mean, people of all different demographics. So the face of hunger in Central Oregon is not just those sitting on the street corners. And the children, too, making sure that those kids are getting nourished so that when they're going off to school, they're not going hungry so they can learn and they can participate and grow and thrive and, and all the things that um, that they should be doing without worrying about if they're going to get another meal. Right. And we're committed to them. They make up 60% of those we serve as an organization. So children are really our focus. 
and we will be on the front lines on their behalf to ensure no child has to go hungry in our community. Well, I appreciate you both for coming in, Sue and, and Larry, if you're listening. Thank you for, for the work you've done. Get well, Larry. I'm sure that um, he's in a cast. It's so been fun for both of you. Um, again, benfoodproject.com is the place to go. So yes, if people please. want to donate, be a coordinator in other capacities, I'm sure. There's some other things listed on there as well. And then, Renee, uh, The Giving Plate, um, give us a website on that. www.thegivingplate.org. Hey, thanks for listening to Open Air, and a special thank you to my guests, Sue Marceau of the Ben Food Project and Renee Staley of The Giving Plate. To reach out to these organizations, thegivingplate.org and benfoodproject.com. Open Air is written, produced, and hosted by Don Newton. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.